0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Clear Politics Takeaway for Tuesday, August 16th. I'm Tom Bevan, co founder and president of Real Clear Politics. And I'm Carl Cannon, Washington Bureau Chief. Primary day, Tom. Another one. We're getting to the end here, Carl, um, but this is one that has been on the radar screen for a long time because of the personalities involved. Most notably, Liz Cheney in Wyoming is facing voters there. She looks like this, this will be the end uh, of her career in at least the house of representatives we don't know what she's going to do after that maybe we'll talk about that in a second but this looks like a pretty clear cut unless there's some miraculous thing and the polls are you know like off by an order of magnitude um this is it for her well she's running against her former campaign manager um who thinks that um liz
1: cheney betrayed the republican party Liz Cheney says she did not betray the Republican Party, but she she's trying to save the Republican Party from Donald Trump and his um, and his acolytes and the people who are too either too weak to stand up for him or his supporters are misguided. uh, The mob that invaded the U.S. Capitol. And she she's you know, she's a conservative, always has been born and raised. So it's not strictly ideological. It's about Donald Trump and her and her rejection of Trump after the 2000 after he refused to accept the results of the 2020 election.
0: It's never a good position to be in for an elected official when you're campaigning basically against the 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 voters that you're trying to win over. I mean, these obviously Ry- Wyoming's a very red state, Donald Trump is very popular there, and and she's basically saying, you know, that that his supporters are wrong. And that their, you know, cult-like uh, following of him is, uh, you know, putting basically party ahead of country, et cetera, et cetera. She was, I like, think, she won her last race by about forty points. She's probably going to lose by about that margin today. If again, if the polls are correct, um, pretty stunning turnaround for someone who, again, you know, just a couple of years ago was seen as. I would say, you know, rising star in the party. She was a member of House leadership, um, a member in good standing with the caucus, and and here she is about to be summarily um, dismissed in a in a major way. Well, and that's right. And and and, and she, you know, she if if she loses today,
1: as we expect, I mean, she's not going to lose to a, a, a some trumper who came out of the you know who nobody ever heard of from the, you know, the Grand Tetons. She's going to lose to a woman who, as I said, was her campaign manager, been in the state legislature, well-respected, well-known Republican. So, you know, Wyoming Wyoming politics will continue, but but it seems it might be the end of the the Cheney dynasty in Wyoming. Um, I'm hearing, you know, a friend of mine, who's a Virginia Democrat from Northern Virginia said, I, you know, Liz Cheney should run here as for the Senate in Virginia. I'd vote for her. <laughs> and, and she as grew a up Democrat? here. Yeah, she grew up here in Northern Virginia. Well, I think she could have. To, she'd have to run as an independent now. You could do that in Virginia. It hasn't been tried in a while, but Virginia doesn't have party registration. It's open open primaries. So, I mean,
0: I don't think we've heard the last of Liz of Liz Cheney. Is what I'm saying. Well, that was my exit question here, real quickly. I mean, there's talk that she might run for president in 2024, particularly as a spoiler for Trump. She would run as an independent. Uh, and basically collect all the anti-Trump Republican votes that are out there. Um, the well, well that close, would probably,
1: if she did that, pro- might assure a Democrat getting elected. I, I, I don't Or, see, or I don't see she could
0: host a show on MSNBC, Carl. Well, Tom, you know, those <laughs> jobs pay well.
1: <laughs> you have to make a living.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, the other race is in Alaska, and we've got two races of consequence there. Sarah Palin was running uh, as part of this primary slash special election to fill Don Young's seat. Um, and then in the Senate, we've got Lisa Murkowski who, who, you know, famously ran her write-in campaign, pulled that off, which was a mini miracle. Uh, thanks to her, now you know, really widespread name recognition in the state of Alaska. She's from a political dynasty up there uh, against the Trump Trump back candidate Kelly Shibaka, and um, and Alaska is using ranked choice voting for the first time, which Sarah Palin and some others have said, you know, are have been critical of that it's confusing and a complete mess. Um, this is going to be interesting. It's going to take them, like weeks to count the vote in some of these races, Carl.
1: Well, yeah, and I'm interested in the ranked choice voting, particularly when it comes to Palin, because there are three three candidates in. In left, now, Nick Baggage is one. He, he's also a legacy Republican. There's a Democrat from the state legislature. Those are the three. I can see Palin being first and third on a lot of ballots. And I don't know, you know, we're in uncharted water here. But I, I think that Alaska could prove a surprise. I'm just curious how it turns out. Uh, political reformers have have been pushing ranked cho- choice voting, and they make a compelling argument that it would lead to more moderate and uh, candidates, people who are more temperate in their rhetoric, that, it, that the the great middle um, is ill-served by having these primaries and we just have you know people throwing mud at each other and who's the most radical, who, who's the most liberal Democrat, who's the most conservative Republican. It's supposed to produce candidates, if not in the ideological middle, at
0: least in the temperamental middle. So we'll see if it works. Well, it's also... It's going to be a test of Trump's, uh, you know, Trump's hold on the party. He's obviously backed this candidate. It's another example of him, you know, weighing in. Lisa Murkowski is, is, hmm, how do you put this? I mean, she's sort of famously independent and can be a thorn in the side of Mitch McConnell uh, on certain issues. So um, it'll be interesting to see whether your theory about ranked choice voting is correct, Carl. Or whether we'll see what played out in a lot of these primaries um, across the country with regard to uh, the Republican Party and Donald Trump's endorsement, whether that holds true in Alaska as well. Well,
1: you know, Alaska, Alaska goes its own way, and um, there 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 are surprises there. But you know what we've seen though in lot Ala- Murkowski is sort of the unlist Cheney. She she bucked the party. Uh, it, she ran against, you know, she lost a primary and she came back anyway. Uh, could Liz Cheney run, could, could Liz Cheney come back the way Lisa
0: Murkowski came back, but on her own terms? That's that's on her own terms. Yeah. All right. One other piece of news before we go this morning, Carl, uh, Joe Biden is going to sign the Inflation Reduction Act. I know you love the title <laughs> of this bill, <laughs> but it is seen and being portrayed Uh certainly by democrats but also by folks in the media as a huge win for for biden as a huge win for democrats here uh getting stuff done right as you know 90 days or so before the election um a what do you make of this bill and is it as big of a win for the democrats as they are making it out to be well you know because i've said this several times a president has to have
1: have or of competence about him. He has to send out, you know, a vibe that his of efficacy that he can get things done. So this does that. That's very important. As for the bill itself, I don't know. I mean, 87,000 new IRS agents. I wonder how many of those will be detailed to look into Trump's taxes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) maybe, Maybe we'll finally get Trump's tax returns, Tom. The Republicans did a report that suggested that a lot of the auditing that's going to take place by these agents is going to fall on people, you know, who make $100,000 or less, the folks who don't have the tax attorneys and can't, you know, fight off the IRS and, and where they can get the best return on their investment in terms of, you know, finding money. Uh, In some of these audits. So it'll be interesting. You mentioned competency, Carl. The other thing that happened this week, it's the one year anniversary of the our withdrawal from Afghanistan. We had a lot of a lot of stories about that, including one by our own Susan Crabtree. The Republicans produced this report, um, really a scathing report on um, that whole episode, which really, uh, you know, cost Joe Biden in terms of his approval rating I mean, that's really when the sort of dam broke and his approval rating started hitting the skids and and really has never recovered from that point um the republicans concluded a couple of things and one of them was that that Biden misled the american people about what was going on there um i mean i guess it's just a reminder it's not a not a good reminder for for the biden administration of of that and it's um again 90 days before an election i wonder if it's if that plays in things it's going to remind people of not the aura of competency it's like the other side of the coin from the inflation reduction yeah i agree with that but the 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 headline though you know house republicans report you know
1: any every democrat and, and half the libert and half the independents just stopped reading at that point right because sure but but what it but that story i recommend susan crabtree's story to people uh ran, ran was it yesterday tom or monday yeah, yeah. Um, go to our site and find it because what you see there is that as bad a hit as Joe Biden took from this it could have been worse you know the democrats in the house didn't want didn't hold any hearings into this really they didn't even looked at it uh, the secretary of state wouldn't cooperate with the republicans there are things we don't know about that and it's quite clear that what president biden said that no one in his military recommended ever that america keep a small presence in afghanistan that's not true and the hearings would have got that out, and if the Republicans manage to take back the House this year, you will have hearings next year into Afghanistan, and some of this will come out. Um, so I, I don't see it. I think at this point Americans have moved on, and they've got other things in mind for, in terms of the midterms.
0: But I, if the Republicans take over, we're going to hear more about Afghanistan. Pretty remarkable that not a single person, not one, lost their job, got demoted. Got reprimanded, nothing from that, which was, I mean, objectively speaking, uh, a, a real debacle for, for the United States. All right, we're going to leave it there for this morning. I'm Tom Bevan, co founder president of Real Clear Politics.
1: And I'm Carl Cannon, Washington Bureau Chief, and this has been the Real Clear Politics Takeaway for Tuesday, August 16th, 2022.